What's happening, church? How y'all doing today? Everybody smile. It's so good to be back. What's up, all your campuses? How you doing? North County, East County, San Ysidro, City Heights, and all the brothers in Donovan State Prison and Juvenile Hall and all the people watching online. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Uh, it is uh, so good to be back. I missed y'all. And I'm, uh, not only am I excited to be back because I've been gone, but I'm excited to be back because of what God did in me while I was gone. And uh, probably more than ever in my life, am I fired up and in love with God and encouraging who God is. He hasn't changed. <laughs> this is all about me and him and how he has revealed himself to me uh, over the last 30 days. And I'm going to share that with you. Um, but I want to introduce you to someone as a preparation for our message today and before I pray. Uh, and not introduce, but I want to welcome and acknowledge someone that is here that is going to speak to us today. The Holy Spirit. I'm going to say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you're here. We don't have to ask you to come. We acknowledge that you're here and we acknowledge that you are our teacher. The guy standing in the salmon Lululemon shirt is not. <laughs> I fell in love with Lululemon, oh, by the way, over the last July. I got all kind of Lululemon. Is Lulu a girl? Is Lululemon a girl? I don't know what it is, but I love her. <laughs> she loves me. And, um, uh, and so... We, we, I want to invite the Holy Spirit and acknowledge the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to speak to you today. Because all that God's put on my heart, it's like I want to just put it in your brain. He's like, no, no, I'll, that's my job. You just talk and I'll do it. And I'm like, I got it, my bad. Um, uh, Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Two things I want to point out about the difference in spiritual hunger and spiritual filling versus physical hunger and physical filling. When you're physically full, you don't want any more food. When you're spiritually full, you want more. And you can't make yourself physically hungry. In other words, you can get to a point where you don't want food. I am not hungry anymore. Uh, You can actually decide, I want more God. And so my prayer to prepare us is that you would want more God. Because what God has for you, you you can't do on your own. But my prayer is that the Holy Spirit would do something in your heart that he hasn't done. And that he would give you a hunger that you haven't had. Take it to the next level. And that he would give you a faith and a vision for stuff you've never seen and never believed God for. That's where he has me. I don't want to go back. So that's my prayer for you. Amen. So I'm going to ask all y'all to pray and I mean, bow your heads. Let me just say a prayer. Holy Spirit, um, thank you for being our teacher. Thank you for being the one who reveals truth to us. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Reveal to the church, Lord, what you have been revealing to me. Please stir our hearts to want what you want, to know what you know, to hunger for what you want us to hunger for. Break our heart for what breaks your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's get our Bibles out. Let's get our Bibles out. 
Y'all excited today? Say amen if you are. Say excited. Amen. 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 Let's get our Bibles out on three. Lift our Bibles up and say word. One, two, three. Say word. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 12. I'll get there in about 20 minutes, but Matthew chapter 12. I'll tell uh, a story. uh, All throughout our life, we have different stages of life and different experiences. And in those different stages and experiences, we have different expectations. We'll say expectation. I had my first girlfriend when I was a little kid. I had an expectation of what that would be like. Then in high school, I had an expectation. Went to college, had a different expectation. Got married, had an expectation about what marriage would be like. I think it's going to go this way. I want it to go this way. My wife got pregnant. We had an expectation about having a baby. And because we had three, that expectation changed each child. <laughs> you remember the first baby? For all you have kids, you have a first baby. You want to protect everything about that child, who holds them, who breathes in them, what room they walk into. And then by the time the third kid, you're just like, whatever, just take it to you. <laughs> Can I get an amen for all the people who have kids? And you know, you know what I'm talking about. Your expectation, expectations change. When you, when you get a new job, you have a different expectation. You, have a, you get a certain salary, you have a different expectation when you get a new car. Uh, when you got saved, there was an expectation on God. This is what God's going to do in my life. Here's how my life is going to change. I don't know what your expectation was, but you had one and you still have one. When I go to... The Rock, this Sunday, this is what's going to happen. And you may not say this verbally or consciously, subconsciously, you may think, if this doesn't happen, I'm not going to be happy. I may not go back because my expectation wasn't met. Well, these last uh, 30 days that I've been gone, God broke my wife and I down through difficult times, not between us and our relationship, just something happened in our family where we felt so defeated and so, in, in some ways, more me than her, like a failure in so many areas of my life, even here, doing this. And God broke me down, and, and I started to ask this question, man, how is this happening? And after all these years, why am I still having these struggles and failures and, and dealing with this? Or how did I do that, miss that? And my expectation, God said, listen, you... I don't want you to think about your expectation. I want you to think about my expectation on you. I want to talk to you. This God said to me, I want to talk to you about my expectation on you. And he opened my eyes up (laughs) to one, how much he loved me (laughs) and how much I was tripping. (laughs) There was still stuff going on, trust me. But he said, when you are weak, then you are going to be strong. And you are really weak right now. So strength is coming. And he started to show me his expectation. God has an expectation on all of us that I want to share with you until the day we die. This next series is especially about being a kingdom warrior. Back up. God created the heavens and the earth. It was all good. Satan came, introduced sin, evil, gossip, death, disease, division, racism, Pain. Jesus came and said, I'm going to undo all that. And I'm going to defeat the works of the devil by healing people, delivering people, saving people, uniting people, healing relationships and marriages. And then God said, Jesus Jesus said, "Uh, disciples, did y'all see all that? I'm going to leave and then y'all are going to do that. 
I'm going to leave and then y'all are going to do that. No, we're just going to go to church and no, 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 no. All of y'all are going to do that. You are going to continue what I did. That's his expectation. That we will be kingdom warriors. Everyone say kingdom warriors. You need to know you're a kingdom warrior, that you're in a battle. You're in a battle. You need to have your, the mind of a kingdom warrior. By the way, we're, we're going to pray a prayer that outlines the next six weeks, including this week. And these are the things I want to teach about. I want you to have the eyes of a kingdom warrior. That you would see things like I see them. That you would have hands that carry the anointing of God. That your hands could actually perform miracles. <laughs> Jesus said, the things I did, you would do. Do you have that expectation? When I got saved, I did not have that expectation. For many years of ministry, I did not have that expectation. I said, that's somebody else and, and, and I don't even know if I believe all of it. That wasn't the word, that was me. I had to adjust my vision. God had to adjust my vision. He says, I want you to, I want you to know that your identity in Christ when you get saved. I want you to understand who you are. Because if you understand your identity, then you understand your authority. And if you understand your authority, you will understand the power that you have access to you. So we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about the body, soul, and spirit. <laughs> the difference between the three. And, and how your identity is awesome. But the devil has us distracted from it. And so over the next six weeks, we're going to talk about being a kingdom warrior. At the end of this service, I'm going to challenge all of you to pray a prayer to say, yes, I want to be a kingdom warrior. And I'm going I'm to challenge all of you to stand up. We're not going to have an altar call because I'm just anticipating it's going to be too many of y'all. But did you say, I want to be a kingdom warrior. I just don't want to be a, I, I don't want to be a, a, an attender. Now, I'm going to say a prayer here. I, I'm going to put it on the screen here. And this prayer is basically us stating to the Father that we want to be a kingdom warrior. And it's praying an overview of all the things that God needs to do in your life which is the outline of the next five weeks, including today. So I want you to look at this prayer, and I want you to pray with me, okay? And I may pause here and there because I get so jacked up about it. Are y'all following me? Okay, let's we'll put that up on the screen. Uh, it's going to be, the theme is being a kingdom warrior. Ready? One, two, three, let's read this out loud. Heavenly Father, as a kingdom warrior... My desire is to demonstrate the kingdom of God with my life, destroying the works of the devil. Let's stop right there. Two words that are the theme of this whole thing. Number one, say demonstrate. demonstrate. That you're only going to talk about Jesus, you're going to demonstrate his power in your life. The first and most basic demonstration of the power of God in your life is the change in your life. I was blind, now I see. And by the way, you can get this prayer online. It's going to be on our website. On our website. And, uh, I'm sorry, go back one. Demonstrate the kingdom of God and destroy the works of the devil. The devil has been messing and it is always and will always mess with you. Waking up with anxiety. A lady came to me and said, I have, I'm anxious, I'm in fearful, spirit of fear in your life. Gossip, division. I, told, I mentioned racism. All this stuff. I'm writing a book on racism. I had so many people say, you know this is going to cause problems. <laughs> Criticism. And I was like, hmm, I know. We don't love each other good enough. We love each other just right here. Stay right here. God wants to destroy that work of the devil in our life. 
that God made us different for creativity's sake and the devil turns around for division's sake. Destroy the works of the devil. Can I get amen? Next one. Uh, that amen wasn't strong enough, but I'm going to be praying. <laughs> be praying. As a kingdom warrior, I must have the clear understanding of my identity in Christ. My identity will dictate the authority and the power you have given me. Next one. As a kingdom warrior, I cannot fulfill my mission without the spirit of God moving through my life. Therefore, Holy Spirit, give, I give you permission to fill me with a powerful anointing, fall upon me and equip me as a warrior for the battle. Leave it right there. Holy Spirit, every single day. The Bible says, be ye filled in the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about it in two weeks. You can say that every single day. I challenge you every day. Holy Spirit, fill me. Consume me. Flow out of my life. Consume my thoughts and my perspective and my, and my vision. Next one. As a kingdom warrior, I must have a renewed mind in order to take every thought captive, dwelling only on thoughts that are acceptable to you. How many of y'all know your, your mind's renewed? How many of y'all know your mind just drives you crazy? Can I get an amen? Oh, my goodness. People got issues. I mean, when I say people, we have issues. Some, somebody will say one thing. We'll think they'll say one thing and our mind goes, and it's all based on nothing. And our mind, take those thoughts captive. We're going to talk about that in a few weeks as well. As a kingdom warrior, I will create an atmosphere of faith by speaking life to everyone I meet. Amen. And as a kingdom warrior, I will review, review every situation. I'm sorry. I'm sick. Let's start that one over. One, two, three. As a kingdom warrior, I will view every situation from your perspective, focusing on what you are doing more than what Satan is doing. We always focus. Amen. Can I get amen? Amen, church. Amen, San Isidro. City Heights. East County. San Marcos. Oh, look at the amazing thing. Oh, but what about that? No, look at the amazing thing. What about that? No, look at the amazing thing God is doing in your life. Amen. Amen. Lastly, as a kingdom warrior, my hands, everyone say my hands. my hands. Lift those hands up. Oh, we're going to have a service where you are going to, don't be freaked out about this because it's going to be so easy and so simple. You are going to use your hand to bless somebody. This is a tool of power for God. Power. Let's read this. One more three. One, two, three. As a kingdom warrior, my hands must carry the powerful anointing of God that breaks the spiritual chains on people's lives. Can I get an amen? Amen. Now, you're saying, oh, I, 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 there's a lot of freaky stuff in there. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I... I, I. Here's the thing, here's the thing. God is so good. Here's all he requires of us. Here's his expectation. Just trust me. I walked out here today. I was so jacked up this morning. I was, and, and, and literally, God drug me through stuff this last month I was gone. It was so hard and good. He said, do you trust me? I, I was like getting dragged over here. The mud just going. I was like, yeah, yeah I get <laughs> And then all of a sudden I ended up in Hawaii. <laughs> 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 I 
It is a decree of the Lord Jesus Christ that I go to Hawaii every year. Now, I mean, it's the same as going to New York. It's the same distance, right? It's just a different direction. And, and really, Hawaii is a metaphor for a place of rest where I can hear God. And my wife and I, we originally had a room. We went to this really nice place that we couldn't afford the room seeing the ocean, but we trusted that God was going to do something. So we, we got the room looking at the parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> and about a moon, about a bang. Next thing you know, we got an ocean view. But we went every day. I had to get up early to get it, get reserve a seat overlooking the ocean because they only had so many seats. I would get up literally 4 a.m. And I was on California time. I wanted to stay on California time, so it was cool. So I would just wake up and go down, and it was pitch black outside. And, and we, I was sitting in this chair uh, uh, looking at nothing. It was, it was just dark. <laughs> Sun would come up, the ocean's there, and... I was like, man, that's a lot of water out there. Every day I would say to my wife, there's a lot of water out there. Do you know that if you're standing on the beach and you see the horizon, the horizon is where the earth curves over and that's the end of your view. That's only three miles away. If you're standing on the beach and you're five foot seven tall, basically if you're a little tall, you see a little longer. But basically, you know, <laughs> you get the point. The earth does that. So you, it's only 2.9 miles to be exact if you're five seven based on the, the calculations. Uh, 2.9 miles, that Two-thirds of, the ocean, two-thirds of the world is ocean, water, just like two-thirds of your human body is water. No coincidence, God designed it that way because he's coordinated. But the point is that there's a lot of water on the earth and God says, I love you more than that. And yet our expectation on God is this. It's a cup. God says, I just want you to trust me. I've never forced weirdness on you. You created weirdness. I want you to trust me. I want you to trust that if you surrender yourself to me that what I do in you and through you is going to be awesome. Amen. Just trust me. A couple of definitions before we read this, this text. Uh, kingdom. A kingdom is a realm subject to a king. We don't have kings in the United States, but you get the point. Whoever's the, the ruler... His king or her kingdom is what is subject to the king. It is the realm that the king has authority over. Are y'all following me? Okay. A warrior is a fierce, relentless, trained, disciplined fighter. So a kingdom warrior is a fighter that is fighting on behalf of a kingdom. What we're going to talk about is being a kingdom warrior. Now, there are two kingdoms that we are referring to, two kingdoms that are opposed to each other. Not human kingdoms. It doesn't matter. It's not about the United States or UK, none of that. It's the spiritual kingdom. Satan has a kingdom. He has forces. They are organized. They are organized in ranks. They have assignments. Every single one of us has assignments. Demonic forces mess with you all the time, every day, and that will become more and more clear to you as we go. He has a kingdom. His kingdom's result is death, destruction, disease, gossip, division, hate. That's the fruit of his kingdom. 
It is division from God, division from each other. It is to undo and oppose the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is, God has a kingdom, obviously, and his kingdom is about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, power, victory, unity, eternal life, abundant life. Those kingdoms are opposed to each other. Satan has a kingdom. God has a kingdom. A kingdom warrior is someone, a fighter, a disciplined, re, re, relentless, trained fighter of one of those kingdoms. Obviously, we are talking about being a kingdom warrior for Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? Not a kingdom citizen. Not a kingdom attender or observer or even a kingdom respecter. I respect that kingdom. All that's true. But we're talking about being a kingdom warrior where you demonstrate and declare the kingdom of God, demonstrate and declare, and you are destroying the works of the devil. Now, you can't not be in, in the war. Now, you can go to the war and not fight, but you get killed because you're in the line of fire. So we're talking about being a kingdom warrior where we're coming against the works of the devil in your mind, in your words, in your relationships, that you are saying, no, I am learning about the spiritual battle that I'm in and I'm coming against it. Can I get amen? I'm making sense to you. So, so over the next six weeks, and then by the way, each one of these messages, not, maybe not all of them, but most of these messages that I'm going to talk about over the next six weeks are going to in turn become a series as well. Two weeks we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. So we're going to do a whole series on the Holy Spirit after this series. So we can understand where our power comes from. Because your power, my power doesn't come from my volume. It doesn't come from my humor, personality. Doesn't come from my Lululemon. It comes from the Spirit of God is, is all the power I have. It's all the power you have. Amen? Okay, let's, let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 12. We'll read this and then we're going to see how many kingdom warriors we have. God's telling me right now to say this. Don't be scared of God. Slash the Holy Spirit. Don't be scared. He's gentle. You know the Bible says he came down like a dove? It means he's gentle. And he only lands where he is welcome. I was at, when I got home from being away, it was, I was at the airport and there was a guy sitting out in front of the airport and he was just had his hand out and a pigeon flew in his hand, landed in his hand. And I was like, I, I wanted to yell, is that your pigeon? <laughs> like you bring your own pigeons to the, to the airport? I mean, I didn't because I, I, I just wanted to get my bag, but I was looking at that's what I thought. I was like, could that be his own? No, nah, that's not his own pigeon. That's a, like a real pigeon. They, they only, doves and, and animals will only come to you if they feel comfortable. Holy Spirit will manifest, when I say manifest, reveal himself and his power in your life. If he feels comfortable with you. If you don't feel comfortable, he's like, all right, I'll just chill. You're on your own. We want him to feel comfortable. God says, don't, don't, be, don't, don't fear him. Be like a little child. I just believe. The, Jesus said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you would say to that mountain, move over there. And it happened. He says, I just want you to be like that. We think too much. Matthew chapter 12. Then one was brought, uh, verse 22. Then one was brought to Jesus who was deemed possessed, blind, and mute. And he healed him so the blind and the mute man both spoke and saw. This is not to imply that if you are blind and mute, you have a demon. 
This is, too, this is to imply in the least that the spiritual power of God can overcome anything in your life. It says, and all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of God, the son of David? When the Pharisees heard this, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. In other words, he's from the devil. There's two groups of people here. The multitudes who were considering and looking at Jesus and following him around and receiving what he had little by little by little, believing him by little by little by little. They were open to what Jesus was doing and open to his lessons. And then the Pharisees were like, we're going to prove that he is not God. People in the church are either, I want to I know more. I, I want to walk down this road. Or, nah, I'm looking for a reason to disbelieve. I'm looking for a reason not to have to do what this says. I'm looking for a reason to, or a loophole, or a translation to disprove. They have a critical mind. Critical in the sense of negative, not critical in the sense of detail. And so you have to decide as, you're, as we're going through this, and in your own Christian life, what kind of heart do you have? Do you have a heart to say, God, I want to believe, or do you have a heart, oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one, the little watchdog. It says, verse 25, Jesus knew their thoughts, he got a word of knowledge and said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How will his kingdom stand? Verse 26, if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? Satan has a kingdom. He's saying it right here. He has a kingdom. He has an organization. He has a plan. He has an objective. And by verse 27, if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. And then verse 28, but, everyone say but. If I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, I would say the Spirit of God. We can't do anything except by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God does it. It may be our voice, it may be our hand, it may be our gesture, but it's the Spirit of God who does the work. That's the good thing about it. You can't shout a healing onto somebody or, or shout somebody into salvation. The Spirit of God does it. You know, now I may shout out of passion, but I don't believe my volume is making any difference. I'm just loud. It says in verse 28, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, I'm going to say the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom has, of God has come. The evidence that the kingdom of God is here is the presence of the Spirit of God who is the new sheriff in town. There was a movie a while back called 48 Hours of Eddie Murphy. Some of y'all might be too young to know this. But Eddie Murphy was in jail and they let him out of jail and, he, and it became like, a, like a, a fake little uh, cop. And he walked around with the cops and he, and he happened to go into this white bar. It's like a cowboy bar. There's no brothers in the bar. No black brothers in the bar. And then he came in and, and he just made this big speech and, you know, just jammed up all the guys in the bar. And they all look at him like, what is this brother doing in here? How many of y'all remember this anyway? Okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't, hadn't seen this scene, say amen. Okay, wow, that's, that's, that's messed up. It's a classic movie, classic movie. Anyway, I want you to imagine a bar with all these, everybody's white and there are cowboys listening to country music. And Eddie Murphy walks in in a suit. And he walks in, you know, like, you know, what's up? And they're like, what are you doing in here? And he, and he, and he just gives a speech as a, and claims to be a cop. And he's looking for somebody. And he takes a cowboy, one of the guy's hats off and puts it on himself. And he says, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> and then he walks out. 
Jesus, Jesus preceding Eddie Murphy, not following Eddie Murphy, <laughs> comes in and says, demons be gone. And he says, to the spiritual kingdom, there's a new sheriff in town. Holy Spirit is here. Kingdom of God is here. You have no more power. Keep reading. Verse 29. How can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he binds the strong man? The strong man is the devil. Then he will plunder his house and take what he has. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Two points in your notes. Number one, a kingdom warrior declares and demonstrates the kingdom of God. This is very important. A kingdom warrior does not just attend church. Football season's upon us. Praise Jesus. God was on vacation. There's nothing, you know, he just left everything. Now he's back. He's back. I'm sure all of y'all are going to watch all the games, preseason and regular season playoffs, Super Bowl. Can I get amen? How many of y'all really don't care? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We're going to give you a chance to be saved in a few minutes. When you... When you, when you watch football, when you watch football, people have a huddle, and in the huddle they call the play, but you don't watch it to see the huddle. You watch it to see the play. This is our huddle. But when the play happens, when the kingdom of God is declared and demonstrated in your life and through your life, where you gossip less, you judge less, you speak life, you have more pure thoughts, and then it's expressed to other people. That's the kingdom of God. Sitting in church, getting a message, great. It's filling you up, hopefully, encouraging you, giving you vision. But don't stop there. That's just the play. Now let's go do it. Can I get amen if you know what I'm talking about? Amen. So the kingdom of God demonstrates and declares the kingdom, uh, uh, the kingdom of God. A kingdom warrior declares and demonstrates the kingdom of God. As you go, Jesus said, as you go preach, say the kingdom of God is at hand and then demonstrate it. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Let me keep going. Stop gossiping, love your enemies, encourage people who spitefully use you. You can go on and on, bear the fruit of the spirit. It's all part of the same continuum. Are you following me? Be a nice person. Be patient, kingdom of God. He was a demon-possessed man. He was cutting himself, and Jesus cast out the demons. And the Bible says he was in his right mind, kingdom of God. It's not complicated. Number two, kingdom of God warriors defeat the works of the devil. The works of the devil, what are they? Oh, read Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 about the deeds of the flesh. And jealousy, envy, cursing, debauchery, drunkenness, etc., etc., etc. Defeat it one in your life. Stop gossiping. Stop judging. Stop criticizing. Trust God. You have a spirit of fear. It is a spirit of fear. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. There is a spirit of fear. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spirit that causes fear in you. Speaks to you. Says the worst is going to happen. No, 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 no. Jesus said... 
that my heart needs to be filled with peace. And if I think on things that are holy and pure and lovely, my heart's going to fill with peace that I should be anxious for nothing. I stand on a rock. I am his child. I am a royal priesthood. I am a co-heir in Christ. And so, so the, the, you want to defeat the works of the devil. In a minute we're going to pray because our time is up. Here's what we're going to do. I want to say a prayer and challenge you to say, I want to be a kingdom warrior. I want to very carefully, by faith, step into Jesus' expectation for my life. I've been fighting against the works of the devil in my life, in my relationships, in my thoughts, in my worries, in my perceptions. And I'm, I need more power. I need more victory in my life. Say amen if you want more victory in your life. I mean, my goodness, how is it I'm reading the Bible and how is it I'm praying I'm still fighting against these same things? Am I saying you're not going to have to fight against them anymore? No, but you have more power and victory over them. And by the way, you go to a new level, you have a new devil, you beat that one down. You go to a new, new level, you have a new devil, you beat that one down. And then you are also not only beating them down at different levels, you are now in turn, God is using you to help somebody else. This is, this is a kingdom warrior. And so in a minute we're going to pray. And here's the prayer. It's going to be one simple prayer. And then I'm going to ask all of you in all the campuses uh, to stand. Now, usually when we have people stand, it's a salvation thing. Today's not a salvation thing only. We're not going to ask you to come forward. This is standing to saying, I want to be a kingdom warrior. I want to fulfill God's expectation on my life. It is going to be a lifelong process. And we're going to teach about it and preach about it for many, many, many more months to come, starting today. But it's really saying, Lord, I want to go on a journey. I am intentionally declaring, give me, give me my shield. <laughs> give me my sword. You already have it in the word of God. Give me my shield. You already have it in your faith. <laughs> give me my breastplate of righteousness. You already have it. You just need to know. I want to pray, pray in the spirit. I want to walk in power. God has not called you to do something without power. It's really, Lord, I, I want that. I want to experience a victory in my life. That's what he's called us to. So I wanted to ask all you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Some of you in all the campuses, some of you bowing your heads, you don't know Christ as your Savior. That will be part of this prayer. But those who already do, this is a prayer declaring you want to be a kingdom warrior. Then I'm going to ask you to stand. And remember, we always ask people to stand for salvation and recommitment. This is both, and we're not going to ask you to come forward. So we want you to prepare. Yes, Lord, I am declaring. I want more. Eyes closed, heads bowed. San Isidro, City Heights. San Marcos, East County, all the brothers in Donovan State Prison, all the kids in Juvenile Hall. In the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God, I want to be a kingdom warrior. I want to fulfill your expectation on my life. Dear God, I want to be a kingdom warrior. Fill me with the Spirit of God. 
Dear God, I want to be a kingdom warrior. Stir my heart. Give me a hunger and thirst for righteousness. Dear God, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, be my Savior. Holy Spirit, fall upon me. Fill me to overflowing. Open the eyes of my heart that I may see your plan for my life. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed in all the campuses, juvenile hall, Donovan State Prison, watching online, wherever you are, if you pray, yes, I want to be a kingdom warrior, not just Christian in name, not just a church attender. I want to walk in the purpose and power that God has intended for me to walk in. I want to continue what he did. I don't know how it's going to happen. I have doubts. I have fears. I have apprehension. But I trust Jesus. And I trust the faithfulness of the Spirit of God in my life. So if you prayed that prayer and you're saying, yes, Lord, I want to begin this new journey of faith. I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask you to stand up in all the campuses. And then I'm going to pray for all of you in all the campuses. So on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer for whatever reason, to commit to being a kingdom warrior and or to be saved, on the count of three, I want you to stand up. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All the campuses, I know you're standing. And all the campuses... All the campuses, I want you to look at me. We pray every morning before the first service for all the pastors here in Point Loma. And one of the pastors says, how can we pray for you? Because I was giving them a preview of what I was going to talk about and what God's doing in my life. And I said, seek God. Tell God I want you. I want to be hungry. Change my heart. This is not something Miles is going to do. <laughs> it's not something Rock Church is going to do. It's not something sermons are going to do. It's something the Holy Spirit is going to do. And when I walked out here today, I was like, God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just trust you. I mean, of course, I just, just whatever you want to do. I have my sermon, but I trust you. Trust God. Let go every day a little bit more. The devil's going to come after you. He's going to distract you. He's going to get thoughts in your head, doubts, people chirping in your ear, all this garbage, you and the Holy Spirit. Let me pray over you. Heads bowed, eyes closed on all the campuses. Lord, I pray for all these people standing. Lord, before that, I pray for the people sitting. One, I pray that you love them, encourage them, draw them close to you, reveal your love to them. I pray for the people standing. Holy Spirit, fall upon them right now. Holy Spirit, fill them right now. Give them visions. Lord, Holy Spirit, make yourself known to them in the way they need to be made known, in a way that makes sense to them. 
draw them close to you, pull them close to you, hug them in the spirit, open their eyes, empower them, commission them to be a warrior in the kingdom of God. Change their appetite in the flesh for what they watch on TV, for the music they listen to, for the things they say. Change their appetite to be the things of the spirit, the things in the, in the word of God. Change their appetite to want things that you want, that their heart would break for things your heart breaks for. Spirit of God, that's what we want. And if we could do that here, and we could spread that to our families and our communities, Oh, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be, it's going to be amazing breakthrough. So we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. I am very excited about what God's going to do. And I want to encourage you before you walk out, this is not the end of the service. That every day you say, God, I'm going to hunger for you and I'm going to thirst for you every day. Don't wait till next Sunday. Start reading your Bible. Become a leader in our group. Get in our group. And God will do beyond what you can imagine. I'm on a journey and I'm like, I'm, I'm walking in mystery just like you. I'm walking in unknown just like you. So let's do this. Amen. Amen. Pastor Marcus. Pastor Miles, great to have you back. You look great in salmon, by the way, Pastor Miles.